0: okay, send out 10 emails. Um, Hey, I'd love to work with you or something like that. Okay, I'm gonna go play video games now. Uh, (laughs) Like that, that was what I was doing. That's how I treated entrepreneurship. I wasn't actually putting in the work that I needed in order to get what I was doing. When I had no money and I wasn't eating and my dog and my cat at the time was suffering, when I needed to pay rent, that's when I started moving. I sold my PlayStation. I even sold my guitar. Like I got rid of everything and I just focused, dude. And I I sent out messages all day, every day. I took coffee meetings that I didn't know would amount to anything. And that, at the end of that week, I had three clients and I'm like, okay, you get what you put in and 1000%, maybe it's not right away, but you get what you put in. So it was just that mindset shift for me. And that's it, man. That's it.
1: Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21 year old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is the CEO and co-founder of Urban Misfit Ventures, one of Milwaukee's fastest growing startups. They own two companies, a video storytelling company and an events company. On the side, Quentin Creates a ton of content and speaks at events like vidcon the largest video conference in the world and he has a tedx talk coming up it is my pleasure to welcome one of linkedin's first video storytellers to the show
0: quentin Allams. appreciate you having me on dude that was an awesome intro uh i well I can't,
1: I can't take credit for it, (laughs) but it's just your bio, man. (laughs) But I got it. The way you read it though, it was clean. uh, Oh, the inflection (laughs) points. No, I, I I try to like, you know, in the, yeah, I'll I'll, like highlight certain things and capitalize certain things for different inflections because people can't really pay attention to just reading, you know, monotone voice. Right. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate the real recognize real Quentin. So you say. Storyteller. What qualifies you as a storyteller? What does that mean?
0: Yeah, dude. Um, literally, I when I first started creating content, I um, my business was struggling, and I knew that. At least when I was jumping on LinkedIn, I knew that no one was really going to listen to me if I was just if I just came on and started talking about marketing tips or marketing advice or personal branding tips. So I just told stories, man. Um, and I, I've always been that storyteller, from poetry to actually writing stories to music. Um, I would just say I I listen and I love what's going on around me, and I I tell stories about those things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get some big time results. Like you get. You get a lot of attention on LinkedIn. You've got it going on. You've got a, I mean, I, i'm I'm guessing that your posts some of your posts probably reach a hundred thousand views. Am I wrong in saying that?
0: Yeah, yeah, they have. Um, I'm yeah, I don't really track any of that anymore, man. like I, mm-hmm. I I know it's over ten million with everything that I've done, including like the people that I've worked with and everything like that. Um but that's not really the number that I pay attention to. I love the engagement. Um, and I've noticed like, articles like for whatever reason like people think you shouldn't write but articles make my company the most money even though they reach the least amount of people so it's not really the views that i'm tracking it's the it's the impact which again is hard to track but
1: right well so so you've gotten some incredible results by implementing storytelling into your posts correct and you what would you say are some of the key elements of storytelling effective storytelling to sort of generate that that that
0: that chemical response within people, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I like that you mentioned chemical response because, like, if I told you, if I told you that I was a storyteller, a fact, right? Like, just a fact. Like, okay, a portion of your brain lights up. If I tell you a story about why I'm a storyteller, like your your brain's gonna light up like a Christmas tree, like all over. Like, that's the power of story, right there. Um, I would say when it comes to telling a good story, what I like to say is take the viewer, take the consumer, the reader, whatever they are, from point A to point B. A lot more goes into that, but literally, like, for the most part, every story is the same. Every movie, like, there's that conflict that you overcome, um, and then, okay, how do we get there? How how do how does that character survive? Like, what's, what's the point A, what's the point B? For the most part, every story is the same, uh, but it makes, I would say the most important thing is just authenticity. What are you actually going through? Um, I've written articles um, comparing, like, what I've done Personal branding to like my favorite movies, dude, and it's pretty much it's a it's the same thing. Like, what's the theme? What's the conflict? What's what's the um, what's the story? Um, but yeah, for the most part, every every story is for the most part the same.
1: Totally, man. The hero's journey. Now, Quentin, are you twenty four years old? Is it twenty five? Twenty five. What was your college experience like, man?
0: Yeah. So I, I went in, um, so I was second in the state for triple jump in high school. Um, and then I ended up going to Milwaukee because it was the only school that gave me a scholarship that I didn't have to jump in. <laughs> uh, but I, I ended up jumping anyway. I did track and field anyway. Um, but, um, came in as a musician, figured out that wasn't for me, ended up doing a, a bunch of different marketing jobs, worked in agencies, worked for tech startups, um, ultimately got offered a job with wearable tech and, um, global tech and virtual reality startup declined both of those and ended up starting my own directly out of college. But college for me was really just a place that I got to see what I was capable of. Um, it introduced me to a bunch of people. I was meeting people like the mayor and MBA owners, um, things like that. But it, it really showed me what kind of person I was and what kind of person I wanted to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of college for, for me is sort of building that social capital, like you're saying, you know, it's about the relationships and, but what would you say about the curriculum of, yeah. of college education and the state of today's education system as a whole? And you don't, I know, you know, my, I'm sure you know my views on this, but you don't have to agree with me.
0: Yeah. Um, so my first startup out of college was a virtual reality startup um, in the education space. So I technically did not graduate college. I walked and everything, but I still have three credits left. Um, I remember like I had a D minus in one of my major courses. Um, It was a sociology class and I'm like, okay, I need to pass this class. Otherwise I'm not going to graduate. So I ended up talking to my teacher and he passed me. I got like a C minus, but he's like, dude, like you should have been an A student. Should have been an A student. You know everything that's going on, but I understand that what's going on outside of school is so much more important to you. I Legit, like I could probably count on one hand the amount of classes that actually had a real impact on me in college. Like it works for some people totally, but um, the amount of debt that people go into in order to succeed is ridiculous. One of my good buddies, whose his agency just got acquired in Milwaukee. He's now like the president of the, like, we're one of the fastest growing startups. He is the fastest growing startups. He's now the president there. Um, When he was in school, he went to college um, and you had to write a paper about, like, why are you excited about school? Um, What and like, what is it going to help you achieve in the future? So he like dissected um, all of the, all of his heroes, basically, like Bezos, um, Steve Jobs, and um, Zucks, and all these people, and compared their worth to like the average college graduate. And then he wrote an article wrote a paper about like why he was excited to drop out. And now the dude's a multimillion dollar, multi-millionaire, and he's a serial entrepreneur and he's amazing. And like, I don't think college was good for me, but it did. I'd be naive to say that it didn't get me to where I am because it introduced me to people and it helped me open up. Was it worth the debt? Hell no, but it did get me to where I am. I'm not a fan of school. Um, I'm not yeah. at all, but it does work for some people.
1: Yeah, no, I feel I feel pretty much the same way. It's like a I guess it's a love-hate relationship, you know. It's done for me so much, man. So much. It is sort of it sort of was that platform for me to blossom in, into, you know, who I am today. Um, you know, cuz in high school I just wasn't that yeah. person. And you know, I don't know that without college, the platform and the people that are that surround me there. I don't know that I could have pulled anything off. Um, but, but at the same time, the curriculum is just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not doing it. (laughs) It's not cutting it, man. So Quentin, you, uh, there's sort of, there's a really interesting story that you've got. You were living life and and it seemed like you lost it all. You know what I'm talking about? Like, what was it? Your you know, your girlfriend broke up with me, you it, and you were like running out of money and your business was failing. And talk to me about that.
0: Yeah. Um, so like I said, I like six months out of college, um, I quit my full-time job, basically the dead end job that I took after i had saved some money um, and launched my first company. What I don't say a lot is the reason I really had that courage was because um, my girlfriend did break up with me. Um, She's like, you, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Didn't really believe in me. So I was alone. I was mad and I wanted to prove her wrong. And if I was going to be miserable, I might as well be miserable doing something that I loved. So I quit my full-time job. And like within like the first handful of months, literally like totaled my car, my dog was hit by a car. He's, fine. He's in the office now. Um, But like, I hurt my back, dude, like ran out of all funds and legit. Like I found a picture in my Snapchat memories from a handful of months ago. And it said, or a handful of months ago, I saw this um, photo from like two years ago. And it said, um, it was a jar of change, like just silver coins. And it said, all the money you have as of February something, 2017. Um, That's all I had, dude. Like my bank account was negative nine hundred something. Like I had nothing. Like I was just eating rice and chicken. Sometimes I wasn't eating. That was my life. Um, but I remember like walking out of my room, rent was due and talking to my roommates and saying, like, if I don't have one client by the end of this week, then i'm I'm done with entrepreneurship. And at the end of that week, I had three clients and, I still struggled for a very long time, but like, that was legit. That was the first time that I realized I could do something like this. And that was a big moment for me. And again, I struggled for a very, very, very long time, but that, that was that moment. That's like, okay, I I can do this.
1: What were some of the elements of that turning point for you?
0: Dude, like leading up to that, like I would make like, okay, send out 10 emails. Um, hey, I'd love to work with you or something like that. Okay, I'm gonna go play video games now. Uh, <laughs> like that that was what I was doing. That's how I treated entrepreneurship. I wasn't actually putting in the work that I needed in order to get what I was doing. When I, when I had no money and I wasn't eating and my dog and my cat at the time was suffering, like when I needed to pay rent, that's when I started moving. I sold my PlayStation. I even sold my guitar. Like I got rid of everything and I just focused, dude. And I, I sent out messages all day, every day. I took coffee meetings that I didn't know would amount to anything. And at the end of that week, I had three clients. Um, And I'm like, okay, you get what you put in and 1000%, maybe it's not right away, but you get what you put in. So it was just that mindset shift for me. And that's it, man. That's it.
1: Yeah. There's a really important part there that I want to highlight. And, you know, it's about taking meetings what you said about taking meetings, not knowing what they would really amount to. That's yeah. that's playing the long game man. you know it's so important digging the well before you're thirsty you know treating everyone like they can get you a cover on cover story on Forbes magazine because maybe in 20 years they can you know they might not have an opportunity for you right now. they might not have an opportunity for you. In three days, they might not have an opportunity for you in three years or 10 years, but maybe one day, maybe they will. And I just think that's so important man it's yeah, like just just to
0: bounce off of that dude like it's so yeah. exciting to see other people crush it like if i was doing this alone like i'd be bored as fuck man like mark metry is one of my good friends like i love yeah. seeing him crush it like all my co-founders and everybody on my team like when they have a viral video or a speaking engagement or something goes amazing like i'm like fuck yeah let's do this that is more exciting than me when i get something i don't know why like but having people around you that are also crushing it, like it's it's amazing. So even just taking meetings and collaborating just because you want to see other people win. Like I, I maybe that's just a me yeah. thing, but like, I feel like humans are good people. Like that's, I don't know. I love seeing other people crush it.
1: Ah, oh, dude, I feel <laughs> the same way. Like, uh, you know, cause I think the way, the way Mark and I met, man, like Mark feels like, Mark feels like my brother, man. You know, it, it just feels like we're, Like, like him and I are on that path, him much more so than, than I obviously, but um, you know, he's, he's absolutely crushing it. But you know, I sort of live vicariously through him and through, you know, some of our other mutual friends on LinkedIn. Like I'm sure, you know, Nico, Um, uh, like there's just so many, man, that uh, why did, why did I meet them? And sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, them as you know, this way as well, because we were willing to get on the phone. And like, I, you know, getting on the phone with Mark, like I didn't back in September or August of 2018. And I never, like I, never like I never knew he would mean so much to me. And so many, so many other people too, there's countless examples that I can point to, like, you know, people getting on the phone with people from LinkedIn that I just, like, I, I was like, ah, I really don't want to do this. And I still struggle with that. Like, I, st- I you know, I start thinking to myself like, like dude i should just block off my calendar and not accept any more phone calls but be, because the the short term gain from it is is oftentimes not really visible yeah but you're missing i you're missing out on that long same, term same man
0: i think same like that's been something that i've been thinking about a lot cuz i I have to build a company and we're growing really fast and there's growing pains and I'm paying people and I have to be there for them. Um, So that was something I was thinking about a lot. And I blocked off all this time and I started saying no to literally everything. But um, I looked at I assess my goals and what do I want to do? And that's, I want to leave a legacy and I want to be everywhere because if I'm everywhere, I can help the most people. And why did I get here? It's because I was collaborating because I was taking those meetings. So I'm trying to go back to that, even though necessarily I don't have the time and it's not scalable, but also I don't give a fuck because I do want to see people win and I want to see people succeed. So I have been blocking off more time for those things.
1: Totally, man. And I think it all goes back to the principle, of if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I believe it's yeah. that African proverb uh, that said that. I I used to not know, but now I know. <laughs> I now I have credit it to that because like oh, I gotta tell you, man, I I said it in an interview like a long time ago with Tiffany Pham, mm-hmm. the founder of Mogul, and and like I had no idea where I got that from. And she's like, oh my god, I love that. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to write about that and credit it to you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I wholeheartedly believe in that. And, you know, maybe that's something I struggle with as well. Um, cause I feel like, you know, a lot of, a lot of what I do is, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a lone dog, you know, I, uh, you know, I kind of rock and roll on my own, but, yeah. um, but, but I mean, you know, I have these, you know, I, I have this amazing community. You and I have this amazing community that we sort of live vicariously through, on LinkedIn. It feels like a team, man. It really does. Like, there's some crazy things going on on LinkedIn, right?
0: There is, man. There is. I've got a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. Oh, uh, what's uh, the hate <laughs> part? <laughs> One, like the platform always fucking crashes. There's always issues. But again, like it's, it's changed my life. It changed my business. I've seen it change the lives of others. Um, and it really is an awesome place and an awesome and loving and caring community. Um, but also with that, there's a lot of fakeness in my opinion, Hmm. um, especially just because I've met nearly everybody that um, at least originally started. um, I met all of them. Some I love, some I do not. Um, It's just, it can be very, very, very toxic and most people don't see that side. and then you turn around and they're posting positivity. They're posting support people and things like that, but they're not actually doing that. I love LinkedIn, but I also, there is some negativity, but that's every platform, man. Um, but it's, there's some amazing, incredible things there now and incredible things coming that I can't talk about. Um, and I'm sure you know some things that you can't talk about because LinkedIn is secretive about everything, but um, it's a good platform. It is.
1: Yeah, man. Would you say... Would you go so far as to say, like, uh, you know, I've, I've sort of been saying this to a few people, people are blowing up on LinkedIn right now the way, similar to the way people blew up on YouTube like six to 10 years ago. Is that, it, you know, it might be stretching the truth, but is that a relatively fair assessment?
0: I think a lot of people think that, and I would say no. And the reason oh. I'll say no is because, okay. um, so when I first started, and I said this then too, I said, okay, this is this is my plan. I'm going to see a lot of people burn out all I'm going to do is be more consistent than everybody. I'm going to show up. I'm going to post. So I started studying people like Lewis Howes, who literally launched his brand off of LinkedIn. Now he's got School of Greatness. And regardless of how you feel about him with all everything going on, um, like he launched his brand off of LinkedIn, he sold his company, and now he's got where he is now. Um, there's a lot of people that remind me of Instagram people that are taking off. And the reason I say Instagram and not YouTube is because YouTube, it's easy to monetize. Instagram, there's a lot of people that claim to be experts, but what they really are, are early adopters. That to me is LinkedIn. There's a lot of early adopters that are launching businesses, teaching other people how to do LinkedIn because there's experts, but really they're just early adopters. Um, That reminds me of Instagram versus YouTube, they're creators, right? they are good at what they do because they're creating and there's no faking that. On LinkedIn, there's a lot of talking heads. And I do think a lot of the people that aren't necessarily the stars that are getting big, big reach, they will start to fall off and they will decline because a lot of those real creators and real business people are gonna start posting and they're gonna start migrating to LinkedIn. So I do think that Mm -hmm. same like takeoff is gonna happen. I just don't think it's necessarily happening right now for as much people, for as, It's not happening right now for everybody that's getting extremely good reach, but it is happening with some people. Like Mark Metry, he's exploded in a really, really good way and he deserves that because he does know what he's talking about. And he's got credibility and social proof. Um, But there's a lot of people, again, that are just getting good reach, but they're not doing anything with it. There's no business there, there's no influence, there's no monetization, not that you need that, but it's more so early adopter Instagram versus real creator YouTube. Does that make sense?
1: yeah of course, but LinkedIn is feeding into your business and your experience, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's how so. So again, like um, so my company we launched legally we launched about four months ago. like we've been working on it for about eight months, but um, we hit like six figures within the first four months. Um, we're on track to hit seven figures in the first 18. Uh, like literally all of that came from inbound we didn't have to do anything. It's not just LinkedIn, but a lot of it came from LinkedIn. We had that social proof. I mean, I'm not selling anything. I'm just telling stories. Also, I'm flying, I'm flown all over the world to speak. Same with everything in my business. Um, It's completely transformed my life. And it's, it's catapulted me to areas that I have not um, been. And we don't really work with LinkedIn as a company. I did before, um, but we don't, that's not one of our services. Like we do some personal branding stuff, but that's, just aside, side, it's just a small offering that we have, um, but it's completely transformed my business. And I, I don't call myself an influencer. I don't consider myself to be an influencer. I just, I'm a storyteller, man. I'm an entrepreneur. And I, I like LinkedIn sometimes.
1: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I find myself a little bit addicted to it in an unhealthy way. I, I <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. Are you like that?
0: No, man. Actually, I don't uh-huh. like, I'm,
1: how I'm do you a- combat that?
0: I'm like a super futurist and I love technology. So for me, like, so, um, my friend is like obsessed with her, um, her screen time. She's like, damn, like I've added a couple of minutes. I got to stay off my phone. Me, like, see. it's probably 24 hours a day, man. Like, it's bad. Um, but also, like, that's just an extension of me. Like, I am, am waiting for the day where I can just pop on glasses or contacts and that's my world. And I see everything there because to me, like, there's no online, there's no offline, it's just, it's just life. Um, so I don't necessarily combat that, but also LinkedIn is not my business. So I'm not, I'm not worried about always being there, always being present. I'm just doing me and online is a part of me.
1: Hmm. Very good point. Very good point. Now, it is, I I do think it is important to, you know, to have that part of you, uh, to have that, to have that extension and use LinkedIn. What would you say are a couple of uh, rules or, you know, a couple of things you should do if you want to gain traction on LinkedIn, go from zero, you know, zero reach to um, sort of what you're doing with with you, you, get a ton of reach, man. I mean, any anyway, anyway, pause right now. Like you go, go on LinkedIn and look up Quentin Allen's like, go to his profile and just connect with him and look or follow him and look at his posts. Um, you, you see, we'll see what we're talking about. If you're not already familiar with Quentin. So
0: Quentin gaining traction. Yeah, man. Um, I would say number one, you start with asking yourself, why do you want to gain traction? And I think that's the most important question. I think it's a step that a lot of people just skip uh, because they, They're looking at everything at face value. Oh, Mark Metro gets a lot of views. I want that. But why do you want that? Oh, um, Brittany um, Hoffman gets a lot of views. I want that. But again, why? Like, what is that reason? What's that? Why? Because that's going to set you apart. And like I said, for me, yes, like I want my business to grow. Yes, I want to help my team. But more importantly, like I want to be everywhere because I can help more people that way. That's my reason. And then I would say you just... Consistency. Consistency is going to be the most important thing because you could have a viral post. There's, uh, we work with a company across like the Basically, they're neighbors to us. And now all of their team is posting stuff. The founder is just completely amazing. But the team member, one of them had a post that hit half a million views, a video, half a million views, the first post. Then she fell into this thing that I like to call like um, one hit wonder syndrome. I got Ooh. that from Koi. Um, I'm blanking out his last name, but Koi is a LinkedIn creator. Um, and essentially, like when you're a musician, you have that one hit wonder, then you're afraid to write another one, right? Same thing for her. So she stopped posting. And then finally she worked up the courage to post again and the video hit 15 likes, like 200 views. If you don't, if you're not consistent, that virality is not gonna matter. Consistency is always more important than virality. So be consistent, post every day if you can, try to build a habit. Number three, I would say outline your parameters. Um, so what are those? I personally, I don't touch anything outside of branding, storytelling, entrepreneurship, or just my story. That's it. I legit, I don't touch anything outside of that. Maybe technology or esports sometimes, but barely. Um, so map out those parameters. And if you know that, you're gonna be more successful. And I don't mean like just niche down for the sake of niching down. Because when I first started, all I was doing telling stories, I really didn't have a niche, but I found my niche. Um, but do map out your parameters, whatever that means for you. Maybe that's okay. I I just want to post motivational stuff on Monday. And then Sunday, I want to like talk about technology, whatever that means to you. Um, and then outside of that, dude, just one Comment and engage on other people's stuff because people are more likely to give back to you if you get back to them. Um, number two, I would say make sure that your profile looks good because you can create all this good content, but if your profile is not complete, it's not going to matter. And the people that view your profile, they won't go anywhere. So you're going to lose those leads. Number three, figure out what you want to do with the traffic that you're getting. That's where a lot of people go around. wrong, just like Instagram oh shit, I have 100,000 followers. No, what are you going to do with that? So for us, we have a community, we host events, and we actually do things with the people that we're building. Like actually build a community, don't just build a following. Um, So those are some things I would say, but the more, most importantly, like give back, be consistent, and figure out why you want to do it in the first place.
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely. There's some really important things that you say there, especially I find that honing in on your message you know your niche if you will that overused word but um you know i find that when i post like general uh, you know general stuff the the more general like self helpy sort of stuff that's when i get the least amount of likes i mean you can't really do that unless you're a tony robbins i feel like but when i post about education peep, that's what people want to hear from me like that's what gets me the most results like that's kind of you know in a roundabout way you know whether i want to talk it about a talk about it or not is kind of my message at this point yeah uh, you know it, part of it's because i'm you know i'm currently going through i'm currently going through the ranks right now of college you know maybe that is a little what bit what year are with you it. i'm actually a, a junior i'm nice 16 months exactly away from graduating college <laughs> <of> <laughs> <experience. But, laughs> <laughs>
0: so I'm, awesome, I'm
1: a, yeah i'm stuck a little bit in, in that regard <laughs> but you know i'm just having so much fun with everything else man it doesn't even matter good you know it's like sky's the limit afterwards but uh quentin now we're gonna go we're gonna go uh we're gonna shift a little bit now it's it's ironic you're not wearing it right now <laughs> and you know yeah you know what i'm gonna say you're always wearing this this big hat what do you call what's what kind of hat is that called number one and why do you why do you wear that all yeah, the time?
0: Yeah, I don't know the exact name of the hat, and I refuse to tell anybody because I'm sick of people copying it. <laughs> True. Um, but so I was a sociology student. I'm obsessed with people and culture and groups and how they think. So I when I was creating, like I was doing very well, um, but I wanted one. I did. I didn't want to be another face. I already didn't look like everybody, but I didn't want to be another face. And I wanted to immediately be recognizable. I wanted you to think of something and damn, okay, that's Q. Damn, yep, that's him. He's a guy that tells story. I wanted that thing. So I started playing around. So originally, like I, all black, right? I typically always wear all black, not all the time, but all black. And then I started talking about Batman a lot. Um, I started <laughs> doing the Vulcan salute, which is, I, I'm just weird and I'm quirky. I started like mentioning like this misfit verbiage, right? Um, and then I'm like, okay, like I'm different. I'm weird. I'm a misfit. Like, that's what I got to lean into. I remember um, Josh Fetcher, who you might be familiar with. Um, he's a founder, CEO of Banff. Um, he came to Milwaukee and he spoke. And I was like obsessed with him at this time. Then I walk up to him after he speaks and I'm like, dude, like, I love everything you're doing. Like, I want to do it too. And one of the first things he tells me is unfollow me. He Ooh. said, it's it's our job as entrepreneurs, as innovators, as marketers to treat everything going on around us as black and white television. Um, And it's our job to create color TV. And what I took away from that is one, I unfollowed him, but find your own lane and own your own lane and own your quirk, because that's what's going to make you succeed. There's already a Josh Fetcher, but there wasn't a Quentin Allums. So I went home and like, that's when I started thinking about those things. I wanted to stand out. And I was that misfit in the hat, was the first thing that I bought out of that struggle when I didn't have negative nine hundred dollars in my bank account anymore, um, and that was that thing. And I just kept wearing it. And I ran this social experiment, and I'm still running the experiment. I'm gonna write something about it one day. Um, but I was at an event the other day, and they stopped me. This person stops me, and they're like, "Hey, I know you. Your hat's iconic. What's your name again?" <laughs>
1: like, that's funny. That, like
0: that's that's it. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted it to be instantly recognizable. Same thing with the Vulcan salute, same thing with the black and the black heart. Um, that was it because again, I was a musician. Pink did the same thing. First she was known as pink and she had pink hair. Then it was a pink stripe. Then it was a pink dot and now she's just pink. So same thing for me. I just wanted to see how people recognize, how people reacted and what stuck because I tried a bunch of different things in that hat perfectly aligns with my messaging and it allows me to stand out. So that's, that's the story of that.
1: Yeah. That's genius. Now your, your podcast, the name of your podcast, I think this kind of leads right into it. It's called strange on purpose. Why did you name your podcast strange on purpose?
0: Yeah. Um, so first it was urban misfit show and that was just because we needed- to I remember that. that. Um, but we, we kept talking about rebranding and I was sitting in a meeting. This guy was pitching like this show that he wants to do to us. Um, and he said something similar to Strange On Purpose and I just sat there, I probably zoned out. I probably looked like a total weirdo, but I was like, damn, I wanna use that for something one day. That's, that's perfect because everything that we've done, again, like it was on purpose. And we are weird. We're strange. We're misfits, but we do that on purpose. And that's the reason that we succeed. So for us, we want to interview people that are they're weird and they're quirky, but they own their own lane. And they own that quirk. And that's the reason that they succeed. So that, that's why we named it that. Um, we have some plans for it and I'm super excited, but strange on purpose. I don't know. It's we're weird, but we we do it on purpose.
1: Yeah, totally, man. I I was like saying that too, man. I just like being weird, man. It's uh <laughs> It's it's fun for me, so I feel you on that one. Now, you, what would you say, Quinton? Because um, I've sort of witnessed a lot of, you know, I you know I love all your posts on LinkedIn, and it seems like a lot of growth and development has happened for you over, you know, even the last six months. Now, what w- what would you say are some of the key things, some of the biggest things that you have learned over just the past six months, if anything?
0: Yeah. Um, I would say one culture is hard <laughs> building a team and running a team. And it's, it's a living, breathing entity, but it's also the most important thing in any company, in my opinion. Um, and it's always going to be something that I focus on no matter what kind of company I'm in or running or whatever it is, uh, because your people are your company. Um, but it's, it's so, so, so hard, but if you get it right, if you get it right, like it's the most fun thing ever. So I would say that's number one. And in the past, like I failed with teams because I was just pulling and dragging and bringing everybody I could. And now I'm super picky. We're all super picky, but we love everybody on our team. Um, I'd say number two is like you—you you legit you can you can grow as fast as you're willing to, as much as you're willing to struggle for. You can grow as much as you're willing to struggle for. Um, like we, we've moved incredibly fast, but also like Izzy, our COO is losing his hair because like he's, he's crunching numbers, man. And like he, that was something he never did before. Um, he's selling and he's creating something again that he never did before, but he's struggling for it and he's growing really, really fast. They used to tell him, um, they declined him for so many marketing jobs and they said he wasn't a marketer. He should stick to sales and now he's doing marketing. Um, and number three, I would just say different, my favorite quote, literally my favorite quote is, um, and now I'm blanking on it, of course, um, being better is good, but being different is better than better. I think mm-hmm. that's that's how it goes. Um, I would say, again, going back to Strange on Purpose like in what Josh told me, owning my quirk and being different, that's the reason that I'm where I am. It's not because I'm the best storyteller or the best entrepreneur or any of that, because I'm not. I'm genuinely, genuinely not. I'm good at what I do. I am and I understand that, but it's because it was different. And that's the reason where I am. If you look at Starbucks, they they weren't the first coffee shop. They just were different and they offered an experience and that's why they are where they are. So being different is better than being better.
1: Mm-hmm. Quentin, we got to wrap this up, man. Now people can find you. Quentin Allen's I already told them on LinkedIn. Um uh, your website is is
0: it or just urbanmisfitventures.com? So it's urbanmisfitventures.com or mkmisfits.com will take you to both.
1: The Gotcha. Where else would you like to direct people, my friend?
0: Yeah, so you can find me anywhere at tag just q or just search my name and I should pop up.
1: Cool, perfect, man. Yeah, everyone everyone should connect with Q because, you know, I have enjoyed following him and I always benefit from his posts and I love interacting. Like what, with, dude? Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Now, Quentin, before I ask my final question, I got to acknowledge you for owning your quirk, for being strange on purpose, for not being afraid to be strange on purpose, for being weird. And in that, you are inspiring people to be more original. And I think that is a fantastic service that people need nowadays in the the age of, um, you know, social media where there's all these upward and downward comparisons and it's hard to stay in your own lane so cute thank you for that
0: appreciate that man means the world
1: of course so my final question is if you could teach a course at a university a course of your creation or otherwise what would that course be
0: um i would say play play or fun I think people need to do more of that because I think it's going to make them better at whatever it is they're doing. So um, just no course, just come in the room, bunch of cool people, do whatever the fuck you want to do. And let's let's play, let's create, let's do. Dude, that's like,
1: that's, that's the most unique, cool answer that I've ever gotten. Quentin Allen, thank you, man. Appreciate you, dude. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of The Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine it means the absolute world to me when people do this I would be eternally grateful if you do that we're pushing a hundred ratings right now and it's really making a difference for this show and of course If you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot. Send it to them. Take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore, so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right, I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.